ready? Oh, no need to prepare. Welcome to the Eric Lang Show, everybody. You ready? You ready? Oh, cracking open a cold one. It's a LaCroix. Don't worry. I have a LaCroix opened up on a magical coaster. It's a letter from the Franchise Tax Board addressed to me. I haven't opened it yet. What do you think it is, Jeff? Oh, I got to turn your levels up. Start talking. Go ahead. Is it a bill? Oh, yeah, it's a bill. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, when you get a call from a random number, what do you expect? What do you think it is? Um, probably a telemarketer. You think they want your money? Yeah. I go 50 I think most 50. people who try to contact anybody they want, <laughs> they usually want something. Most of the time, it's money. I usually, I used to, when I was like 20, I wouldn't answer my phone because I was like fucked. I was, I had $50,000 in credit card debt. That's at, crazy. At 20. Yeah. How, what's the most How's your uh, credit score now? Uh, it's really good, actually. I have no debt. I have zero debt. I pay my bills every month. Amazing. Yeah. But, uh, but I sell Snowball for sex. So <laughs> if you're interested, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He barters. Barkers. <laughs> Jeff, how are you, man? I'm doing good. I haven't seen you in a while. How was, uh, you just, had that trip you know everybody heard about it on the podcast the other day the trip was good yeah um uh the trip was really good we played a lot of golf a lot of golf um i played a lot of great golf actually which i which surprised me i definitely um you know for a long time i would go into these trips um and especially when we're shooting like adventures in golf we don't the playing of the golf is like the last concern right the most important thing is the capturing of the show the second most important thing is like, um, you know, to whatever extent we're living is to literally just die in, in the living of whatever the experience is. So we sleep, you know, three, four two, five hours a night. And so the golf, the playing of the golf is so almost like it, it almost becomes more of like a weird abstract game when we're, when we're filming, because we don't always play 18 holes. Um, you know, like, even with Rick Shields, like that was such a great uh, experience for me is watching how he makes his show because it was so different from how we do it, you know? And like, even then the golf was like, no, it was like the most important thing was the content. And that's not like when I use the word, when I use the C word like that, I kind of <laughs> cringe, but you know, the most important thing is, um, I think I, I find it. We want to tell a good story. Yeah. I feel like that's always vital in anything you do. Yeah. It's it's kind of like, you know, the the they're, it's like it's like a soldier, right? They play baseball, right? Don't they? They have they have leisure time activities while they're at war. Well, maybe not at war, maybe not in battle, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, they have things around the base, but the most important thing for them really is the 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 at vigilance around their primary objective. And so with us, it's just it's just shooting a show. So it was interesting to go on this trip and have it be like. Oh, I'm just actually going to play golf and I'll film it a little bit and I'll take pictures and put it on my Instagram and, and, um, talk about it with, you know, on the podcast. But it was, it was, it was fun to like, actually be like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to play and enjoy that. And, um, had a couple of lessons recently. So I played really well. I had fun. Um, what have you picked up from your lessons? Hmm. Any, uh, any good advice you can pass along? <sighs> Well, so that's actually a funny thing, you know, because like sometimes like you're not really supposed to take someone else's swing. Oh, tip. it's sort of uh, why you want a swing tip. What's going on with your game? <laughs> Jeff? I'm OK. I was just for the listeners out you, there. You I played, played this morning, actually. I was at the played? driving range. What the fuck? Rancho Park. 
Well, you were busy this morning, so I... <laughs> I played in the... Uh, oh, yeah, this, you were at the, the tournament. The Wilshire Country yeah. Club uh, Club Championship Qualifier. So you play two days to see if you can play three days. You know, so next weekend is the actual club championship. And did you qualify? Um, well, as of the recording of this podcast, it's 50-50. So I have to play again tomorrow, which is, you know, the day before Monday. So spoiler alert, this is Saturday night. It's a nice, calm Saturday night here. But we're not going to make the mistake again where we skip a podcast. That was very, that really pissed me off. It, didn't, it made me sad, you know. And, and those of you that responded and said you like two a week, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, we have really dedicated listeners. I, I see your I see the numbers. So. I got uh, <laughs> I got two mess three messages two from my parents and one from a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Snowball would have messaged, but uh, he didn't have service. Um, yeah, but uh, wait. So so you played this morning? Yeah, I was at Rancho? the driving range, Rancho Park. That's where I go uh, sometimes. Do you think that maybe there's someone at Rancho Park that has heard your voice on this podcast and they have no idea who you are and maybe they look at you and they're like, who is this guy? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, that's a crowded place, Rancho Park. It's it slammed. Is the, uh, it's the know, busiest golf course in America, I think. Really? In America? It used to be Los Verdes, ah. but I think it might be Rancho. You know what? We should look into that and do a podcast with someone there. Absolutely. Like someone who runs the joint. Yeah. You know? Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been thinking about going to Griffith Park, but I've heard that course isn't maintained the same way. Is that um, like Rancho is sort of a nicer experience? Oh... Is that uh, <laughs> we're going down a tiny road here? No. I mean, <laughs> they're they're both just busy ass municipal courses, yeah. and I don't, I can't really f- remember any. I haven't played Rancho in a couple of years because it's just so far away. Um, but I played Wilson pretty recently within the last year, and um, I do for a while. Harding was my favorite course. Wilson and Harding, two courses on the same piece of property. I think they're basically the same. I think I think Rancho's a little nicer because it originally was private. I could be wrong, but you know, and um, it, it, the layout is a bit. It, it's a very pretty layout, especially at the sunset or sunrise. So you went. To, have you? But you played around and you shot. You had a score. I did. That was at. Uh, that was in Westlake at um, Los Los Ro- Robles. Los Robles. Yeah. yeah. And what was it? One something. One ten. My score? No, yeah. I, I mean I didn't keep score. Oh, you didn't keep score. No, no, no. But were, I was sort of all over the place. So the first hole, I was doing good. Second hole, so so I kept bouncing back and forth a lot. I was very inconsistent. What was your best score on that day? Did you make a par? Uh, yeah, I think I made one. That was the first hole, I think I made a par. <laughs> Out the gate. <laughs> that's interesting to me because that's like your potential. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you're just like no expectations and you're just like, oh. And that was before I had been going to the driving range once a week. Now I'm going like once a week consistently, even doing like putting practice afterwards. So I've been pretty dedicated. Right. So I feel like the next time I go out, I'm going to do pretty well. I don't want to jinx myself, but I'm going to do totally. well. Yeah. So for those of you listening that are in Los Angeles, I don't, Jeff, you don't even know this. I'm thinking that this week, since we're in LA or maybe next week, I'm not sure, we should do uh, like, a, like a little event at like Wilson. Yeah. You know, like just go out there. Like I don't know what the super twilight rate is. I think it's like, it's like fucking ten or twenty bucks. It's not a lot. And then we play like two and a half hours of golf, and I think we can all join up and play. Like I don't know how many people would show up. Maybe it would be like ten or fifteen. I don't know. Maybe maybe if my parents come, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> but we could play that way. Yeah, absolutely. I could. I could uh, we could name the event like Meet Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> the Meet Jeff. Yeah. 
event. That'd be great. Yeah. I'm down. Do and Colt will be there. Down. Yeah. Colt is uh Colt will He's a uh he's like a semi he's a amateur. Like he has golf a lot of golf experience. Oh yeah, he's very yeah. good. He's very good. He's like <laughs> he's got a whole thing we could talk about. He he embodies what they call the mid am life, which is like you don't practice, you you don't really uh you, you you kind of never practice short game. You 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 just kind of show up and you know you, you play really hot and cold. <laughs> <laughs> you know you got a lot of skill. At yeah. one point you had real aspirations, and now you're just like, eh, I'll just go try. And you know he he has a really funny way of describing it. But we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, but I'm down. So let's uh, we we'll figure that out. Awesome. Cool. Um, we'll bring a lot of greater than sports drink. Guys, Jeff, can you talk to, can you tell the people listening how the ads on, on the podcast work? Cause I am just so like, to me, like as a, as a listener of Bill Burr's podcast, like I was always so like, I loved the way he did his ads, you know? And, and I think I still do, but it's like, you, this is your domain, right? You, you, you collect, uh, you yeah, know, I'm sort of in charge of, uh, organizing the ad campaigns and, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, dealing with the clients the clients so yeah yeah you're the buffer you're the buffer i i actually uh i don't know anyway i think so so what, tell us about it's tell us about greater than sports drink it was really well, funny because to, uh, get out my get out your thing dude. information so we can have uh <laughs> this is uh here's the cool thing oh, i'm reaching for one i'm reaching for a drink <laughs> guys here's the deal about greater than sports drink at greater than here's what's really cool actually i think about this ad about this drink about this story is that it's a dude that messaged me on instagram and he was like hey um we we chatted a little bit i didn't know anything about him and then he goes dude i make this drink do you want to try it he sent some to me i tried it i was like this is good and then I didn't even really remember that. And then you, Jeff, were like, how did that come in? Because he, 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 uh, he emailed through the Eric Lang show at gmail.com, which Ooh, anybody can which anyone. email to. Yeah. It's literally, literally anyone on planet Earth can email that address right now. Frightening. Um, but, but anyway, they sent it to you. And then all a of a sudden. a fan of the show. Really yeah. enjoyed the Eric Lang show. He's listened to many of the podcasts. He's expressed that to me. And I had a call with him. And uh, we set up. You had a phone call? Yeah, I'm kind of jealous. Actually, I think we had a couple phone calls. Where's my phone call? So. <laughs> I didn't get a phone call. But anyway, he sent me the stuff. I liked it. And then all of a sudden, you're like, hey, look, you can, Eric, you can make 10 cents. No, I mean, it's <laughs> I'm joking. But the, but the, the, uh, wait, was that bad? Should I not have said that? <laughs> Just shaking his <laughs> <Do> <laughs> editing. Are you going to edit this? <laughs> Don't edit it. I'm kidding. It actually pays $500,000 a minute. <laughs> Here's the deal, though. I uh, Oh, we got a little... Hang on. Let's just get through this. Let's, Jeff, the brightness on your screen is so Yeah, low. I try to save the battery. You do? Yeah, because I've been having some battery problems lately. Really? So, yeah. The, the, uh, you know, remember the software update they this did? Is a, this is a negative iPhone ad. <laughs> <laughs> and now here well, from Samsung... Apple will send me a new phone, you know. I'm, Dude, oh. Apple doesn't send anyone shit. They will not send anyone anything. In fact, uh, they, uh, so my, my ex-wife did a show. Uh, she sang at the fucking Mac Expo or whatever. 
The Mac Oh, yeah, Mall. that's where they announced the all Mac the Mall. new products every yeah. year, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Steve Jobs was not there because he'd already died. Guys, why didn't Steve Jobs just get chemo? Why didn't he just fucking do it? He'd be alive right now. Is that the real story? He refused to do uh, chemo? Yeah, he was like, I'll be fine. <laughs> Literally, he was like, I'll be, I'll be okay. I got, I got, he's like, guys, I don't know if you're aware who I am. I made, like, I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, he was just such a cool dude, I bet. I actually heard he was an asshole. Anyway. People are complicated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So here's, I can attest to all of these things right now. You gave me four bullet points. Summertime equals hot weather. Golf is tolling physically, and if you walk, that's five-plus miles, 2,000 calories burned. Here's the real truth. Wilshire Country Club, uh, club championship qualifier, straight up, I almost passed out after nine holes. No carts on that. You had to walk the whole I course. took a cart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like 9,000 degrees today, dude. And it was humid out. Very humid, yeah. But Reminded anyway. me of Florida. Yeah, but anyway, I slammed three greater thans, and I was literally bombing the ball. Actually, the back nine, I didn't score better, but I hit the ball better. I don't know if that's that might. I don't know how that relates to the usage of a drink, but what the point is, I was not. I was no longer dehydrated, and here's why. Greater than sports drink is the anti. Whoa, it's the anti Gatorade. Is that true? How is that? What does that? What does that mean? (laughs) Just stone faced. Because it's made with real ingredients. Aha. Oh, I see. So Gatorade is like super like fake. Super sugary. It's, and, it is. you know, artificial everything. Huh. You know, I, I, I remember as a kid, somebody told me that on the playground. I'm like, I love Gatorade. And then they gave me this information. I'm like, I don't like Gatorade so much anymore. But you like sugar, so. Yeah, I, I do. But I'm going to have a sip of the. I have to balance out my sugar. I'm, I'm cutting back a lot. I only do like one coffee a day. So Here's actually the cool thing about the Greater Than Sports Drink. It is I can tell you, I have some of it in my mouth right now. I swallowed like 90% and some of it's still on my tongue. Here's the thing. It's made with real ingredients. It's, oh, wow, this is cool. I didn't know this, dude. It's made with coconut water, juices, and sea salt. This recipe makes me capital hydrated. Did you write that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Refreshing, delicious, and nutritious. It's got what my body craves. It's got electrolytes to replenish. This is all true. It's funny to me that salt helps you quench your thirst how do you know do you know about the science and dead air <laughs> dead air well, i don't want to throw out fake science if i don't know the real science i love popcorn but that makes me thirsty <laughs> <laughs> these pretzels are making me thirsty do you know that one i do seinfeld yeah can you run through the whole skit guys this ad is taking way too long uh anyway so uh that's the cool thing about it is it's basically not BS. Like, uh, right now, I'm trying like, the orange mango, yeah, you which like is that? a great flavor. Yeah, it's good. I like that. Um, it's got half the amount of sugar of normal sports drinks, and it's all natural sugar. So because as we said, Gatorade, Powerade, loaded with sugar, and everything is artificial. Yeah, not the real thing. So if you're, this is a great drink if you're a diabetic. I don't know that. <laughs> that is not true. I don't. It might be true. <laughs> so order yours direct to home. Oh, that's cool. They even have a subscription program. Use the code Eric. For 20% off at drinkgt.com. That's drinkgt.com, greater than. And use code ERIC at checkout. Don't Boom. forget that. All right, we nailed that. And and here's the deal. Uh, people, if you're listening to this ad and you're like, it's not for me, well, I'll tell you one thing. If you're human and you have ears, I know one thing about you. Do you know what I know, Jeff? That, uh, come on, get it. You're thirsty? 
No, well, okay, close, we're transitioning. Close. We're close. transitioning. No, no, you got it. You're close. Not that they're thirsty, but that they have to at some point, if they keep on living, drink something. And I would suggest. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, all right. So moving on. Do that. Do that. And let me know if you do that because one of the things about, and I think I've said this in the beginning when we did our first. What are you going to say? Yeah. Why not uh, drink greater than sports drink and. Tag uh, the Eric Lang show. Booyah! Yeah. Oh, Hashtag cool. the Eric Lang show at Eric Anders Lang. <clears throat> and this, and with the, just to put a button in this, the the reason why I think it's interesting, and this is one of the first things we did on the podcast when we started actually getting people interested in basically promoting their products to you, listening in the car or in a, I don't know where you are in a trench, um, <laughs> where, wherever you could be on the golf course. Yeah. Hey, by the way, subtle, subtle side note. Thank you for all the messages about the Dr. Perrin episode. I got so many people being like, I shot my best round. Um, I then bought the book. I did this. Like yeah. that's to me. And that's kind of why I look at this beverage in my uh, little, well, my hands aren't actually that. I would say my hands are medium sized. In my medium sized hands, the beverage sitting here, like I'm not going to promote anything that I think is bullshit. And I think that's really important to, uh, and, and I think what's also important in the ecosystem of, you know, Jeff, the way you and I run our business cutthroat uh <laughs> you know but it's like it's like things come about naturally you know what yeah. i mean like like so it's really cool that mark came from instagram and you know basically was like look i'm making this product it's great for golfers yeah and you had tried it originally and yeah. really enjoyed it i have it in the fridge i, I hand it out I, I when people come in they get it speaking of what they get at my house butcher box oh absolutely yo jeff have you seen my freezer <laughs> do you like meat i do i love meat. actually i just had a hamburger for dinner tonight, and I wish it had been Butcher Box. Yeah, wait, why didn't they send you some shit? Because you're the star of the show. The star gets all the stuff. What if we did like a roll <laughs> reversal? That is a good drink. Um, my fridge is filled with fucking meat right now. Will you take some? <laughs> Where's the Butcher Box ad? Pull it up. Yeah, I'll let's, pull it up. Let's fucking nail this. Seriously though, I came home from this trip, and we, you, Jeff, you wrote a, you wrote an ad that I had to read while I was away that said I love the meat from Butcher Box, and that was a lie because I've never had it, but. I do know that ButcherBox is a very easy place to get some fucking frozen-ass meat sent straight to your house. And I opened up my fridge today, and, like, I literally have, like, 40 pounds of beef and shit in there. It's crazy. I can't wait to defrost it and eat it. Although, the truth is, like, I don't know, man. Jeff's looking up an ad. I'm waiting. He's all stressed. Are you stressed? <laughs> Stress level 25. He's Let's like, here. We, where are we? what are you guys doing? Just, I wish people could call in. All right, we're going to get to some questions. I got some questions, uh, a couple that came to me on the Instagram. We're going to get back to this butcher box thing. Jeff's totally disorganized. It's like, <laughs> dude, dude, come on. Came here to work. Um, all right, so we oh, got... Oh, here we go. We're almost there. Too late. Too late. I am embarrassed to play with people. Here comes a letter from a, from a friend on Instagram. Uh, I'm embarrassed to play with friends who are more experienced and absolutely terrified to play with a random pairing. Do you experience similar feelings when you first got into golf? Did you experience similar feelings when you first got into golf? If so, how did you overcome them and ultimately improve to the point you are now? Should I seek professional help? Should I seek lessons early on as to not develop bad habits, et cetera, et cetera? This, take this wherever you want. Thanks so much. Here's, here's what I'll say. Like, <laughs> I've definitely experienced those feelings of like, you know, uh, what, what he's talking about is, um, you know, playing with people who are experienced or being terrified with a random pairing. I, I totally relate to that. I think 
I think what helps with that though is when you move beyond like, um, y- you know, w- when you move beyond the central feature of the day. Hang, on, I'm gonna adjust this mic. Oh, that's that's very nice, very comfortable positioning I've got right now. I'm almost in a chaise lounge, laying back. We we. Uh, sorry, I was about to digress into the furniture of the office, but I'm gonna leave that. <laughs> I'll leave that for another episode. We got these awesome director's chairs off eBay. They're all vintage. Don't you like them? Yeah, they're really cool. They kind of match the coloring. You got a good deal. Got a lot of green. Uh, I don't know the current deal. Uh, um, uh, Amira, Colt's original, before Colt, there was Amira, and she was instructed to, if anything was under $50, go ahead and spend it. You like that deal? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, anyway, so, so I was, I, I think when you get beyond the idea that like, you know, how I play actually matters. I think that all of a sudden, you know, when you can, when you can actually move into a human connection on the first tee and, you know, start being like, Hey, what do you do? What do I do? Or like, or like how many times have you played here or whatever? I think, I think there is a couple fundamental things. One is like, if you're going to suck, suck fast. Have you heard that one? (laughs) That's a real one. That's a real one. Um, no, but if you're, if you're, if the, the, the most annoying thing is if you, is if you take a long time and then you still hit a bad shot, that that's what people get frustrated by. And I think what's important to remember is that playing slow doesn't necessarily make you any better. In fact, I would, if I was a scientist and I had done an experiment, I would love to tell you that it's actually the inverse, but I am not, and I haven't. So what I say has actually no meaning other than the fact that I believe it, which is pretty valuable to me. But, uh, you know, the, the, the idea that you're going to hit the ball over the place, no one cares. It, it, the, the things that are the most important to being uh, a valuable member of a foursome, I believe, is attitude and efficiency. You know what I mean? If you can play quick, if you can da-da-da-da, you can do all that. Um, it was funny. Where did we play recently where someone kept asking me the yardages? And I was like, dude, I don't know the fucking yardages, all right? You know what? <laughs> you know You know what? You're driving your own train, okay? You you do your thing. Like I don't know if you need a rangefinder. Here's a discount code. No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Wait. But like, you know what I mean? Like that that annoyed me. Or like <clears throat> the things the things that are really important out there are you know take care of yourself in a responsible way. Try to have a positive attitude. Be interested in other people. Help them look for their ball. That's actually one of my least favorite things to do. I need to get better at that. Um, but the, but the joke I was going to tell about the idea of sucking, of, of, of being new and being nervous around other people is there's a CEO playing in a pro-am, you know, and it's sort of like a, a mandatory experience, right? He has to go play in this event and he's the CEO of the company. And, um, you know, what's cool about CEOs is they are some charismatic mofos, you know, those people, right? They, they just, they know how to inspire. And I admire them for that ability. I see a lot of value in learning from the way they behave. You know, in a sense, they're actors, but they're hired by a company. Um, <clears throat> so there's a story about a CEO in the pro and he's and he's on the first tee, and everybody's there, right? He's got the first tee time. Everyone's standing around, all of his employees, other pro golfers, celebrities, and he's on the first tee. Tees it up. You can tell he doesn't really play a lot of golf. He's kind of teeing it up weird. He's like kneeling down. <laughs> He's got his glove. The club's all dangled over his wrist. You know, he's like, tees it up and um, stands, addresses the ball, 
takes the club back, takes a big swing, misses the ball completely, right? And everyone's like, oh, oh, oh. and then, you know, sort of, you know, gathers his wits again, stands up behind the ball, addresses it, da, 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 takes another big swing, misses it completely. And then, you know, by this point, he's, you know, it seems like he's feeling uncomfortable and everyone's feeling uncomfortable for him because we all know what that feeling is like, right? It's, it's so embarrassing. Third time, takes the club back. Nice, smooth transition, brings the club down, barely hits the ball and it goes like three feet. It just like dribbles forward. And at that point, he turns around to everybody and says, man, tough course. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you get it, Jeff? Yeah. He just you he didn't know, laugh. played it off. He didn't laugh. I was laughing. I was have, you heard, have I told you that before? I don't think so. I love that idea because it's it's the idea that we can be self-effacing. And, you know, in some ways we tell people how we want to behave, how we want them to behave. Right. And so and I would think that I don't know that much about my job. I don't know that much about myself. But the one of the things I do know is that if I walk into a situation with a positive attitude and a feeling of that there's a way to make this work, there's a way to do this or that this person, what, you know, not in a manipulative way, but like, what do I need from this person in this interview? Right? Like, like if I'm going to go interview, we, in the first episode of Ventures in Golf, we interviewed, uh, one of the relatives of old Tom. I was told later that she doesn't do interviews with anybody. And I think the reason why it happened was because there was like almost no opportunity in my own head for anything other than a wonderful experience with her, you know? And I think that if we can bring that into the first tee, who gives a fuck where your ball goes? Nobody cares. Nobody cares, right? I mean, PGA Tour players shank it. They feel that just as bad as we do, if not worse. And in front of millions of people. Yeah. yeah. And then it gets replayed on Shank Week. Scratch TV. <laughs> Swipe up. Link in bio. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, like if we can just get past this incredibly small idea that anyone gives a fuck about how we play golf because they do not nobody cares and very few times you you need to be playing with a very good golfer for them to even really know what you're shooting you know what i mean like i can tell you what my what someone shot i can tell you what anybody did on any hole when i played today but you know and 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 at the same time that's a golfer who's played a lot and who has enough experience and hopefully has the patience and compassion to relate to what you know this reader this 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 question uh, is coming from this idea of terrified of playing in front of a random group i mean you know and then it goes back to my other experience of the the most nervous t-shirt i've ever had was on 16 at scottsdale tpc for the waste management like and i had been nervous about that for as long as I had known that I was going to do it, which was like, you know, 17 hours. And I had measured the yardage. I wasn't sure if I was going to hit a cut or a draw. And I had to play with tennis shoes and rental clubs. And I would say that that was one of the most memorable experiences of my life because I was so nervous to a degree that I'd never been. Thousands of people watching. Little old Eric hit a fucking golf ball. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't I don't know how we could recreate that feeling and I think in a way that's why we come to golf is to experience that. Um so you know next time you go and and you do find yourself with a random person I think 
really take the opportunity, really, really use that ticket to experience that feeling of like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. Because like, it's like when we're a kid again, like we're 13 and we're asking, uh, you know, a girl or a, out on a date or a guy out on a date, you know, like it's like, it's like, that's exciting. And as well, you know, what we're going to start doing actually is uh, we've got a lot of wonderful interviews that we did for Be The Ball that we're going to start releasing in their entirety on the podcast, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, again, making an atonement for missing that one week. Yeah. Very Any uh, update on the movie, Be The Ball? Uh, I'm editing it. I'm working on it. I got home and I have a couple things to do. We got some new vice commercials coming out. Oh, awesome. Um, but to tie, I'll come back to that. I'm really trying to stay on topic. I don't know if you can tell Jeff, (laughs) am I doing a good job? You are. We're, we're answering this listener question. So what it, what it gets down to is when we interviewed Justin Rose for be the ball, he said that there is no connection between nervousness and bad golf. Do you buy it? I don't know how scientific it is. Uh, well, I mean, I was about to relate it to life in a way. I, guess it, Hit I me. guess it depends. Get deep. Get deep. You got 30 <laughs> seconds. Go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, you know, we can get into our heads about, you know, anything that we do, you know, whether it be uh, school or work or relationships. And uh, sometimes that does affect the outcome if we sort of put a negative spin on it before the actual event has happened which can happen in golf too. You know, if you think that you're going to perform poorly, you could perform poorly. But if you think you're going to perform positively, you know, maybe you can rise above your sort of standard skill set in a way and perform, outperform yourself. Right. Well, we did find that, you know, without giving away kind of the thesis or without giving away the results of the, of the thesis from be the ball, we found that, um, in some situations, belief is actually the most important thing that you can do in golf. I actually took a lie detector test to see if I believed that I was a great golfer. How did you do? I failed. <laughs> I fucking failed, man. I still have it. <clears throat> we should do it again. I could probably say yes. I believe that I'm a solid, mediocre golfer. But I think that anyway, we can't get into this right now. This is like opening up my brain, my, <laughs> my whole insides. But, um, but anyway, you know, I think you, you're going to get over it. That's for sure. Um, you know, and I think the more you feel grounded in your own experience of life, that helps. You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, I'm just here taking up golf. I'm new. You were new at 1.2. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? That's exciting. Like, like who cares if you hit a good shot? I think, you know, it's, fun. it's so funny because um, I got home last night. Um, I watched... Band of Brothers. I watched the third episode. One of my favorites, Carenton. Man. Oh, you go back and you rewatch the. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. on my third. I've seen the first two episodes a lot of times because I show them to friends when they come over. I'm like, yo, let's get, let me get you into this show. I've seen those a lot, um, so I'm rewatching it now. I think for the third time. I've seen the Carenton episode five times, so maybe I don't know. But anyway, it's the one where Lieutenant Spears talks to Private Blythe. Remember that episode? Remember that line? I've played it on here. I haven't seen it in a long time. But what's really funny is yesterday I flew home from Jackson. I was in the plane, little turbulence. I got scared. And then I'm also going to sleep on the eve of going to the Wilshire Country Club uh, Club Championship. You know what I mean? And I know that I'm going to be nervous because we're playing for score. I played in Jackson. I didn't play for score. And I ended up walking in three over, like, like playing great. 
Um, you know, a bunch of birdies. I didn't make one birdie today. I could not get the ball in the hole. I made a lot of good pars. I made a real, I shot an 83, which, you know, for as bad as I played, it's actually pretty good. I walked out on the first tee. I hit a triple bogey on the first hole. It's an easy hole. I snap hooked that drive so far left Mm -hmm. that I was like in a construction like area. And then I hit uh, a fucking cherry picker with my second (laughs) shot and it bounced further away. Anyway, I mean, it was just to, to, to read that question now of like, what do you do when you're nervous on the first tee? Like, well, I guess you hit a bad shot or you just come over it. And what I was getting at is I was watching band of brothers last night and, um, you know, the Lieutenant Spears thing where he's like, you know why you hid in that ditch, Blythe? Because I was scared. No, we're all scared. You hid in that ditch because you still had hope, right? You need to realize that you're already dead. And it was funny because that's one of the things that helps me when I'm scared on a plane. I need to, I'm already dead. I might as well fucking be graceful. You know what I mean? Like if the plane's going to crash, if there's something mechanical going to happen, I'm already dead. It always surprises me that you're afraid of flying with all the flying you do. It's crazy. Oh God, yeah. No, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going on to another you're subject. You're going to sidetrack me, Jeff. I just, I just am really surprised. Terrified. Yeah, some flights yeah. are okay. Longer ones are actually better for me. Bigger plane, more crew. Uh, I like those. Smaller plane, not a lot of crew. Who's going to help? Yeah, I'm not a fan of smaller planes either. Yeah, bumpier too. Yeah. Um, mountainous, typically. Tricky landing scenarios. Technical. <laughs> very technical. Um, but, but the idea that you're already dead. And so I was trying to walk into today feeling like I'm already dead. Like on the first tee, like I already lost, I might as well swing freely. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm already subject to the perils of the game of golf. I might as well get through the goddamn golf ball without fear. Like I might as well just swing through it. You know what I mean? Like, why would I hang on? You know, I might as well just let it loose. And like, and I hit some great shots that way. Like I chipped in, I hit some bomb drives, I hit some really good irons. I just wasn't finding the hole. And I also woke up with a tremendous headache because all I had for dinner was popcorn last night. But that's on me. You know, that's, that's... After seeing your dinner, I'm not surprised you're... you're uh... Yeah, balanced to diet. Well, that's yeah. a whole other story. Jeff watched. <laughs> right, Jeff came in and we shot the shit while I cooked a uh, frozen waffle. I do eat well. Getting back to eating well. I that was an English muffin. Getting back to eating well. Let's talk about fucking butcher box. Um, yeah, let me tell you about the sponsor, Butcher Box. Butcher Box. As Faye would have it, they just delivered one of these delicious boxes to my house. That's a true statement. It's all in my freezer. I'm going to cook some later. But it's more about what's inside the box. Ooh, it's my, it's my meat in the box. <laughs> Who doesn't love that? Uh, yeah, it's what's inside the box. Opening your mailbox is more fun when it's filled with meat. Did you write this? I'm kidding. It does come in a box. <laughs> this is quality. Uh, what is Butcher Box, my friends? It is the future. Yo, I prime left, right, and center. I don't even go to the store. I don't even leave my house to do anything. Except to travel. Except to go to other countries. Yeah. You know, and I, so it's like to me, to get me to go to the store, fucking forget it, dude. Never. I go, I'll do, there's like a lot of apps to buy groceries and, you know, everything else just comes on Amazon basically, pretty much. Um, So anyway, ButcherBox is great for me because I don't leave the house. I got 17 cats who all love ButcherBox. Healthy protein you can trust just like a friend. 
depending on who your friends are, that is. Uh, 100% grass-fed and finished beef. They like grass, by the way. <laughs> oh, jeez. Free-range organic chicken. I love chicken. Chicken doesn't get enough love. I know, a good chicken. You can't, you can't beat that. What's your favorite type of meat? Uh, chicken. No shit. 100%, yeah. I'm just, no I'm not shit. a big uh, beef Well, since you didn't, I'm going to give you the chicken. Are you going straight home after this? Will you take the chicken? I think there's chicken in the fridge. Freezer. Free-range organic chicken. Heritage breed pork. That's old world pork, like Game of Thrones. Like medieval royalty. Ate before they bred out all the bullshit. I mean fat and flavor. It's super convenient. All you have to do is open your front door and unpack that meat. (laughs) And go to jail. Uh, But remember, kids, don't touch or lick the dry ice. Oh, my God, it comes with dry ice. I didn't get to open the box. Next time I'm going to open the box. I'm going to make sure we video that. Uh, ships anywhere in the 48 states. Check it out. We got to finish this. This is a fucking long ad, dude. Uh, the taste. The difference is the taste in between animals raised on pasture. Wyoming was beautiful, man. There were just elk. I had elk. I had, uh, oh my God, we went out to dinner after the round in uh, Wyoming. After my lights out 75, we went to some restaurant called North Star, I think. And I ordered, I looked at the menu and they had an item on the menu and it was called hand cranked sausage. <laughs> so I ordered the elk because I saw an elk and I wanted to see what it tasted like. It's pretty memorable. Hard to describe. Um, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah. I would say just, you know, high quality, uh, you know, uh, high quality meat delivered to your door and, uh, you know, what's the recipes in there? And- oh, they got recipes? Yeah. Really? I didn't see any of the recipes. Did there, they get thrown no recipes out? In there? I don't know. Look, here's the deal, guys. Just go on butcherbox.com and use the code Eric at checkout. Butcherbox.com, eh, Eric in the code with checkout. What? Code with or without? What? Exclamation point? Does it have so an exclamation point? So you can uh, go to butcherbox.com slash Eric. That'll oh. give you the offer oh. right there in front of you. Or you could also just visit butcherbox.com, explore the website, and then oh. when you go to the checkout, use code Eric. There's two ways to do it, folks. Choose your own adventure. <laughs> you can either go wild, you can go gonzo and just show up and then use my name at the checkout, yeah. or you can do slash Eric. And to make which, it super easy for you, the oh link is in the podcast description. So just click no on shit. it and you're right there. I'm telling you, I know you guys like meat because you're like, because t- c- come on. I feel like even if you're vegan, this is a good idea for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's like. Why not expand your palate? <laughs> like- <laughs> no, just because it's like actually fucking like health conscious, right? It's yeah. like spiritual. These animals meditated for years before they were slaughtered and mailed to your door in dry ice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Butcherbox.com slash Eric. Boom. All right. So I got another question here. Do you have anything to talk about, Jeff? Wait, here's a text message. What are you doing right now? What's been happening? <laughs> Who is texting you? Fucking not telling you, Jeff. <laughs> um, yo, homie. What's your, Here's a question. Yo, homie, what's your best motivation to stay positive thinking at golf? I'm struggling. I don't feel confident when approaching a shot. Oh, my God. I don't think I could ever answer that question. You take a crack at it, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as I mentioned before, you know, just go into it, uh, you know, thinking positively. I think you talked about that before. You know, you bring your preconceived thoughts to the experience. So if you really think that you're bad at golf or you're not going to do well that's what's going to happen most likely you can overcome it by thinking are you okay over there 
No, I just got tired. I just got really bored. <laughs> okay. I got an answer. Do you want to keep going? Uh, no, go for it. Go I, for it. I think here's the thing. <clears throat> this comes straight out of Zen golf. You can't, it's very hard to just change the way you're thinking. But what is really, really, really easy to do is be aware of what you are thinking. So there's a story in Zen golf about, it's called Pebbles in a Bowl. And there was this little monk, a little baby monk dog at doggy daycare named Snowball. And he asked his meditation teacher, how do I remove negative thinking? And the father dog meditation teacher was like, oh, it's very easy. I want you to get three bowls, two of them empty and one of them filled with pebbles. And I want you to meditate and this meditate sub out for just live your life. Like wherever you are, I want you to just, whenever you have a negative thought, I want you to take a pebble out and put it in the left bowl. And whenever you have a positive thought, I want you to take a pebble out and put it in the right bowl. And at the end of the first day, the guy looked down at the bowls and all the pebbles were in the left-hand bowl. He had only had negative thoughts. The next day he went back and did it and all of a sudden there was like a couple pebbles in the positive thinking bowl. And days and days go by, more and more pebbles migrate over to the positive thinking bowl on the right. Until after however long you want to fucking tell the story for, months, years, days, hours, all of a sudden all the pebbles were in the positive thinking bowl. And so the way I experience that is I just need to be aware of what's happening. And by doing that, by observing my own thinking is how I will change those thoughts. Because you can't just insert positive thinking. That doesn't work. Right. That that's just that's almost like, um, you know, uh, that's that's uh, I don't know what that's like, but it, but I found it doesn't really work for me. So what we do is we just become aware of when the negative thinking is striking and we listen to it because like Dr. Parent said, who is thinking? Right. Yeah. Are you thinking, Jeff? Who is Jeff? <laughs> no, I mean, seriously, like like are we our thoughts or are we something sort of behind and above our thoughts. And so there it is with the thinking. We're just trained to be negative well, thinkers. Well, from what he said, we are not our thoughts. Is no, that right? No, no. Yeah. We're, we, we have thoughts, but we yeah. are not our thoughts. And so once we learn to sort of puff through the thought as though it's like a cloud, right? Like planes can go through clouds. That doesn't apply at all. Um, but the idea is just be aware of those thoughts. And, and the more that you're aware of them, the more that they'll begin to shift. So that would be my advice there. What else should we talk about, G-Bones? Do we have any other questions? Maybe. I only recorded two. I only copied two. I got some other. Let's see. No, I don't think so. If we don't, what are we going to talk about? Um, we already covered ButcherBox. We really, really, really <laughs> nailed that one. Oh, here we go. I can't tell by it. Uh, when you're not chasing adventures with clubs in hand, what other activities do you enjoy participating in? I actually, what else do I like to do, Jeff? I love my job. That's mostly what I do. I find it really creative. It's like a puzzle. Um, I really like listening to music. I don't, uh, in the car, I just, I don't make calls. I just listen to music. I find it a very nice. Um, Favorite uh bands musicians <sighs> i mean maybe i'll like post my spot my, my favorite playlist i mean i just i don't really even know who's playing the music when i'm listening to it <laughs> um no but i mean you know it's like it's like it all comes through the discover weekly okay i mean i'm like is, i i like what i listen to and i just kind of stay in that do you area. do spotify or are you itunes no i have spotify yeah you pay no premium no i got commercials it's what's fine. the what's the difference oh, it comes with commercials with yeah. a, without so why you listen to a commercial every so often do you get to download your podcast uh your playlist 
Uh, no, I think you need to subscribe to do that. Yeah. yeah. What do you do on a plane, bro? Uh, watch a movie, read a book. Spotify.com slash Eric. <laughs> Try it out. It might <laughs> work. <laughs> Just kidding. There's, yeah. no, there's no Spotify. We'll cut now. that out. No, leave it in. <laughs> leave it in, Jaybird. Jaybird. Uh, how many of you at home thought Jeff was spelled with a J? Raise your hand. Everybody. Spell with a G. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> when you get your Starbucks, do they ever spell it right? Well, I do mobile order, so they now they do spell it right. But What's before mobile that, order? Mobile order? Like you uh, you can order beforehand, so you don't have to wait in that line in the morning. Oh, Starbucks.com slash Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> with a G. Do it with a J. It's not going to work. Do it with a J. They're going to charge you double. <laughs> oh, good times. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, What other activities do I like to take part? I like to go to the movies. Um, go on a date here and there, you know? Uh, oh boy, personal life. I'm single, guys. Yeah, we tried to make it work, you know? Had a girlfriend for a while. This is great, but you know, now I'm just sort of rolling around like a rolling stone. Any good movies you've seen recently? Uh, Skyscraper. That was incredible. What is Skyscraper? What is Sky- The Rock, dude. The Rock, man, it's good. Whatever. Three Identical Strangers, great movie. Is that good? A D- uh, documentary. Three Identical Strangers. Is Three it true? Identical Strangers. Yeah, it's a, it's a documentary. They're identical twins. Three of them. If you nod, the people at home doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> triplets, identical triplets, and no there's shit. a whole mystery and a scandal behind it. Really great documentary. Is it a, what's that? What channel? Netflix? No, it's in the movie theater. Oh, really? Yeah, documentaries play in the movie theater. Never heard of it. <laughs> I'll go check it out. Three identical strangers. Yeah, I'm gonna go check it out. Awesome. Three identical <laughs> strangers. Slash Eric. Slash Jeff. Eric Anders Lang really enjoyed the interview with Annabelle, Dave Annabelle. You mentioned covering your tattoos during your trail trial at joining Wilshire. Got me thinking about getting a golf themed tat. Would love to hear on the next pod about any golf themed tats you've seen over the years. I have. I saw someone with a Tiger Woods logo on their thigh. On their on their calf, which I was just like, that is so much commitment. Like, what what on earth would cause you to get a Tiger Woods logo on your leg, Jeff? How much would I? How much would someone have to pay you to get a Tiger Woods tattoo on your leg? Um, I don't know. Maybe a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. I was thinking it'd be more like five. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I should have negotiated higher. <laughs> Like 20? You wouldn't do it for 20 grand? 20 grand's a lot. No, no. Too low for me. 30 grand? <laughs> Look, could we do a Kickstarter to get you a Tiger Woods tat on your leg? 100 grand. Would you definitely do it for 100 grand? <laughs> <laughs> what if I just secretly had like a fuck ton of money? I don't know. Do you? No. Okay. Look around. Actually, it's a nice house. But, you know, what if I, what if I was just like, I don't know. You know what? Actually, that'd be funny. If someone out there is willing to get a tat per, for money, let me know. Because I might be interested in a deal. Jeff's like, I don't know. Can we get a tattoo parlor on board? Um, and then I've also seen someone had a golf ball on their ankle, which I thought was a strange place. I don't understand. I didn't understand. Yeah. And then someone else had a Nike logo on their foot. Got to cut that out. Someone else had an Adidas logo on their foot. Amazing. Three stripes. Um, yeah. What else, Jeff? That's all the questions I got. I don't have any. I got to sit now, dude. That's all the questions? Can we shoot the shit about. What, um, 
What? Jeez, filled with questions. <laughs> well, I was going to say we were thinking about uh, doing themed episodes. So yeah. if people have suggestions out there, one, you know, I think we should do one about golf movies. Like, you know, you could talk about your favorites like golf that. movies. There's only like six. Maybe seven. If you Which ones are you ball. thinking of? Be the Ball is one of my favorites. It's, it's not really out bad. yet, unfortunately. Yeah. No, I've seen it a lot, though, let me tell you. And I know the ins, I know every every cut point in that movie. Um, but yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. If you yeah. have any, you know, actually, some people have suggested possible um, uh, subjects for interviews on the podcast. So that's exciting. If you have any ideas, let me know. Um, again, we try not to do over the phone just because, I don't know, you lose a lot in that. You know, you can't. It's, it's, I don't know. We try to do them all in, in person. It makes, seems to make sense for us. Um, oh my God, Jeff, we're done. We've been talking for an hour. Oh. No wonder you have nothing to talk about. <laughs> we're totally done. Well, we got one last thing to talk about. Uh oh. Adidas. What about it? Great shoes. Adidas.com. Go there and buy some golf shoes right now. Yeah. So, what am I supposed to say? I like. So, which uh, pair did you wear during the tournament today? Today I wore the uh, cross uh, ultra. Oh shit! Which pair was it? I I fuck up the names. I wore the uh, ultra knit boost boost, uh, three sixty knit boost. Yes, it's the sick ones, dude. They're the ones that all the pros wear, like with all the crazy. Um, what do they call on the bottom? Uh, cleats. Cleats. Yeah. No, it's not a cleat. No. Golf spikes. Spikes. Um, yeah, so those are super comfortable. And for a guy, like I said, for a guy like me, I don't, I never really wore cleats or, or spikes rather. Uh, so I wore those. I wore the all black model murdered out cause I was going to basically murder, uh, the golf course and anyone else on it. Instead, I really just shot myself in the foot, but luckily I was wearing comfortable shoes and you couldn't see any blood cause they were all murdered out. Uh, boy, that's a good one. That's good right there. And then, uh, I really do like the cross knit boost, which is like. Uh, sort of the in-between like it's like it's like you could wear them anywhere and they kind of look like running shoes i like those are super comfortable um with all of these like with all those shoes though they're they're great because they're like they've got like the knit upper and they're all like super flexible i like i mean they also make them in leather but i kind of like the knitting because it's a bit more comfortable i have weird shaped feet uh it's my left foot is shaped like a banana my right foot shaped like an apple wouldn't wouldn't you know (laughs) uh not true my feet, but my feet are different sizes. Did you know that? Uh, no. What? My right foot is like a nine, nine and a half. Okay. My left is like a ten and three quarters. It seems like a major difference there. Yeah, it's a huge difference. It's because I got my foot covered over by a car when I was ten. Jeez. Yeah, and so it, it smashed the growth plate, and my right foot stopped growing. Yeah, <laughs> tragedy. Um, and I, you know, one of the great things about that piece of information is that that's why I'm not as good at golf as I want to be. It's just my my feet, the size of my feet, you know. Are you gonna say anything? No. Uh, oh, we could uh, ask the listeners who will win at uh, the. You know, will I will I play better than Eric, or will Eric play better than me? Whenever we do end up playing, how many strokes do I have to give you? You don't even have a handicap yet. No, I don't. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to make it interactive for the listeners, so you know, they oh, got something to they root can, for. They can. <laughs> well, they should root for you. Cause you're, cause you're the, you're the most important person in golf. Cause I'm the new golfer. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're the one that needs to be, uh, you know. See, I think something important from the conversation we had before is making sure that people who play golf currently, you know, are very supportive of new golfers because yeah. you know, that's what keeps the game going. Yeah. 
You know, you got to, you, the, the whole point is like, it, it's, it, at some point it becomes like a family, you know, and like you, you, the, the more you go out there and kind of project a positive attitude and project a welcoming attitude, you know, it's so funny. Like I'll drive around any golf course and you can tell instantaneously who's a dick. And it's the person that just doesn't look at you when you walk by. Like you're like, uh, what am I fucking invisible? You know? Like, and I think there's a lot of that on golf courses and I just try to wave and smile at everybody, you know? And, um, I don't know. I've, I found that that is very enjoyable and, and it enriches my own experience, right? I don't do it for any reason other than I know that I don't like it when it's done to me. So I try to just do the reverse, you know? Um, so anyway, what else? It was good yeah. catching up. Yeah. I would say with that in mind, be nice to people on the golf course. Yeah. yeah. And vicegolfballs.com. Go get your vice balls. Kids. Do you have a discount code this week? <clears throat> I don't think so. Uh, but I've got some commercials. They're going to be coming out pretty soon. Oh my god! Have on I the showed golf you any, channel? Have I showed you any of the, com- the new no, commercials I we seen shot? Them yet. We shot six new commercials in uh, amazing locations around the world, including but not limited to Los Angeles. Uh, I think we shot one in Japan and one in Hawaii. I made two in Hawaii, dude. They're so funny. It's basically me, like. Um, kind of trying to uncover the origin of vice golf balls. And so I like go into like this like Tahitian like native uh, ceremony. And I'm like, hi, excuse me. I'm just wondering. I wanted to find out the origin of vice golf balls. And they basically throw their spears at me. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just go online. Thanks, though. Um, and so that's the whole like concept of these commercials. I think they're really good. And I can't wait for them to air on uh, Golf Channel. And, and we actually did one in at Griffith Park with Colt. I didn't show you this. Oh, no, I haven't seen this. Oh, my God. So it's like I'm on the driving range and I'm just hitting balls and Colt comes up and he goes, hey, are you the vice golf guy? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Why? You want an autograph? And he's like, uh, no, I just want to know if the balls are any good. And I was like, yeah, sure. Here, hit one. And then he's got like a little track man, you know, and he hits one. And um, he's like, huh, better than my old ball. And he's like, half the price. That's like stealing. And it's hilarious. It's great. The idea is vicegolf.com. Check out. Someone actually said... Uh, they played with them. Oh, you know what it was? Um, the former president at Wilshire. I gave him a sleeve of balls because I passed by him. Yeah. And he was like, are the, are the, he was like, you know, are they any, are they any good? The balls? And I was like, yeah, they're fucking, these balls are fucking great. And I gave him a sleeve and his caddy came to me the next day and was like, he played his best round. I don't know, not of his life, but his best round in a while or the year. And I gave him the bright yellow ones because I like the yellow ones because I can see my ball and I'm super impatient. So I gave him the yellow ones. You want some vice balls, Jeff? Oh, that'd be great. I have bad eyes. So bright colored balls. You like bright golf colors? Yeah. I won't give you any black balls. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you look away like I'm making a bad joke or like a, it's, not, it's not an innuendo. Did you know where black ball comes from? Where does it come from? So you, you know the term being blackballed. That means like uh, ostracized. Yeah. Is that what it means? And so at the St. Andrews Golf Club uh, in St. Andrews, obviously, Scotland, there was a box on the wall proposing a new member. And uh, there was a hole on the top where you could drop a golf ball in. And above the hole, there was like a rack. And there were, uh, w- there were a bunch of white balls and a couple of black balls. And basically, they would propose the new member. And if you approved, you would drop in a white ball. But if you disapproved, you would drop in one of the black balls. And if there was one black ball in the mix at the end of the period, the person would not be allowed in. 
So being blackballed is a golf term. No shit. I found that out when I was there. I couldn't help but feel like somewhere in my distant uh, reincarnative uh, life, I had been blackballed at some point, which is why I really, you know, why I really just like the uh, the public golf. You prefer public over private? Even though I somehow play mostly incredibly <laughs> exclusive private courses. <laughs> Someone actually asked me that on Instagram. They were like, do you, how do you feel about playing private courses? And I was like, you know what? I, I used to feel bad. You know, I used to feel this and that. But like the truth is, I just, I, I've come to a point in my life now where I try to just delete anything other than the experience of the golf and the people I'm with, right? So I try not to think about, oh, this is this course. This means this. This means that. Here's this person's locker. Oh, wow. This is this type of membership or how much is it? Or, you know, ooh, they used to do this and, you know, da, da, da. And like even Mirfield, like Mirfield was, they got a lot of shit for like um, not allowing, um, women members i think you know or something like that and i think i think it's just like look dude the world is changing um you know obviously you can make any stereotype you want about anything and to sort of put in and put in like anything around a private club and make a stereotype about it it's a fucking irrelevant dude it just actually i think inhibits your own experience of whatever you're actually having whatever you're actually doing um so anyway yeah, but I do like public golf courses, man. I think we gotta take snowball out there. Let's do it. Let's let's plan a meetup in LA. Let's do it. Yeah. And uh hopefully we'll see you everybody there. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for your messages. Again, uh it's uh, at G E O F F slash Friedman. Is that it? What, what are we talking about? Your Venmo. Venmo? Oh no, it's at Jeffrey G E O F F. Oh no, is it uh Oh is god. It? I don't he use Venmo know. all the time. Somebody Venmo Jeff a dollar. I will fucking freak out. Here, hang on here. It is at Jeffrey G E O F F R E Y dash Friedman. Oh, see, I was right. Yeah, Jeffrey Friedman at Jeffrey Friedman. I think Friedman. Uh, also, let's see if we can get to a thousand iTunes podcast reviews this week. I'm challenging everybody out there. How many? To how many do we have right now? We're at 191. But That's let's a, see if we can get to 1,000. So go to iTunes, hit that five-star button, or you know, write a nice review. That's huge, actually. That's actually really huge. If you, I, That's great. If, if you, here's what I would really like. Here's what I would ask of you. As listeners of the podcast, as, as sort of, you know, we, we, would, we don't want to ever like charge you for this experience. What, you know, that's why we do the ads is to just basically, you know, pay for Jeff's Frappuccinos and his gas money <laughs> to get over here and, you know, promote products that we enjoy. One of the ways we can help doing that is by telling stories on the iTunes comments about what you have taken away from this podcast. You know, I know that there's lots of people out there not just my mom and dad who have gotten something out of this and whether that's you know after listening to dr parent you had your best round or whether it's after listening to michelle we you started following what do we eat that was hilarious by the way michelle texted me whoever whoever said i'm only here because of eric's podcast (laughs) she got that and she fucking cracked up um you know but uh I, i just i just think that's a that's a big way to give back and basically, if you don't want to Venmo Jeff any money, just go and write something in the comments on iTunes. Oh, yeah. I'd be very happy with that. In fact, that's worth more than money. Go to Jeff. the iTunes. Teach a man to fish. Give a man a fish he can <laughs> eat for a day and 
give Jeff a comment on iTunes and he can eat for a week or what a <laughs> lifetime. Everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night and a great morning and a, and a great time until we see you next. Cause we do two podcasts a week here at the Eric Lang show. Right, Jeff. Oh, we do. Anything else? Uh, Thursday. Stay tuned. Toys day. What's coming out on Thursday? Uh, well, you'll have to listen to find out. It's let's a mystery. Do, uh, let's do Sean Tully on Thursday. Oh, yeah, we have Sean Tully. Yeah, he's the um, superintendent of the Meadow Club, the first Alistair McKenzie course in America. I want to live in America. Oh, I love a West Side Story. You do? Yeah, currently on HBO Now. <laughs> Speaking of HBO Now, hbonow.com slash Eric. Band See what brothers, happens. Band of brothers, swipe up. Um, dude, you uh, surprised me there. I didn't think you were into show tunes. Yeah. Well, I like uh, classic movies. Yeah? So. That's from uh, West Side Story? West Side Story. It was uh, Leonard Bernstein's 100th birthday last week. Really? Yeah. You know, Leonard Bernstein lived in my parents' building in the Upper West Side. Oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. And they also shot a um, some type of thriller there with uh, Charles Bronson. In the oh, Death Wish? Is yeah, that? Death Wish. There was oh. a murder. That was my parents' building Wow. in the Upper West Side. Man, old Manhattan. Different yeah, place. Yeah, that was a 1970s now. Manhattan. Exactly. Yeah, very filled Taxi with... Taxi driver Manhattan. Filled with uh, s- s- needles. Hypodermic Needle needles. Needle Park, right? Needle Park. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, those days are behind <laughs> us, right? <laughs> Let's keep Looking behind. forward to Thursday and Sean Tolley. Everybody, so. enjoy your week. Thank you for listening. And if you do go to iTunes, we really appreciate it. Thank you for commenting. Uh, thank you for tagging us and you know the fact that you're listening to the fucking podcast all together. Um, and we look forward to what the future has to hold. And for those of you that are nervous on the T, just fucking get over it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. The most important thing is that you just maybe enjoy it. So have a good one, folks.